Hello and welcome to Women's Rugby League Podcast. So, before we get into it today, I'll give you the results from the weekend. You probably know them already. You've probably seen the backlash from them. You've probably seen what's been talked about. People at certain trade newspapers sticking the boot in, saying we should just get rid of it. They just go to four teams because it works in Australia where rugby league's massive. And for all I love rugby league, rugby league isn't massive in this country. Football's massive. Rugby's equivalent to football in Australia. You know, there's a, a big difference. So the results were Wigan 38, Bradford 0, Featherston 0, Leeds 72, Wakefield 0, Castleford 44, Saints 90, Huddersfield 0. Results are bad. Can't sugarcoat it, can't, can't deny it. It wasn't a good day for Women's Super League or Women's Rugby League. You've got teams tweeting out that there's too many young players joining Women's Super League. But then their coach was driving four players to a Women's Super League team to get the accolades of producing Women's Super League players. We've gone to a thing where we've expanded, so we've had to get younger players in. So the teams with the most experienced players, with the England players in, are going to do better. But that's not permanent, that's not forever. You see it in other sports, you get a team together, you build them, they learn together, they grow together, results change, people learn, people build. It's just a, a process of learning for some, some teams at the moment. Yeah, your top four are probably cement as a top four at the moment. But we've got a World Cup at the end of the year. People are pushing for spots, people are going to the next level now. People are on the cusp of England call-ups and they know it. So they're going for it. At the end of the World Cup, you're probably going to have a big bunch of players retire. Things will change. So I, w- I wouldn't despair. It's The scorelines don't make it sound great. And some of the matches for certain teams wasn't great. But things will get better. People will learn. And hopefully results like that won't keep happening. At the moment, there's two teams I've seen but look like they're probably going to run away with it. There's two teams who are going unbelievably well. But there's two teams that are pushing. So, as for fixtures, weekend coming up. Sunday 9th, we've got Warrington versus Cass. York versus Wigan. St Helens versus Featherston. Leeds versus Bradford. York versus Wigan will be the streamed match. I've seen that put out today. York are having excited times. Not going to lie, like I, I was really pleased with how York went against Leeds. They played tough. They showed they can compete. They do Wakefield and normally where York could go flat and won't be able to push on. They found the next gear. It was great to see. Now they've got proven coaching staff going on to already join the good people they already had. There's already signings. God, I can't say them on here yet. Because they're not announced, it's not my place to announce who's who's already signed there. But there is movement again. So you're already going, all oh, these teams are losing. It's terrible, it's terrible, it's terrible. Players are moving, suddenly York will move up the table. And it's great, we've got, we had some fantastic people defending the game. I say we had one trade paper deciding to stick the boot in, but they don't even know the difference between the top players. 
Other good news, we have a Super League South launching. It's starting on the first weekend of June. It is going to run alongside Women's Super League Championship and League One. The six teams in it. So you got Bedford Tigers, Cardiff Cornish Rebels, Golden Furs London Broncos, and the British Army have to put a team in. If you've seen the British Army play, when they have their starting 13 out, they're at Super League level. They're very good. It excites me because they have their own TV stations, they have their own radio. They could really push this big and really push the sports forward, get new eyes on it, get people playing in new areas. We're getting expansion now. We're getting expansion. The men's game has never got and may never get. But you, the listeners, you, the players, you, the women and the girls out there doing it, you're pushing it forward in the right direction. Give yourself a pat on the back for everything you're doing because I'm proud of you. The whole sport's proud of all of you. So keep it up. Don't worry about the scores. Just keep doing what you're doing. So time for our first guest today. I'm now joined by... Libby Beckett of Halifax Panthers, position 13, and I'm sponsored by George Fairbank. How did you get involved in sports then? Um, so originally when I was a kid, my grandma always wanted me to be a dancer. So I'd started off dancing. Um, that, that were only when I was young. And then pretty much rugby was always a big thing in our family. A, a lot of our family was always interested in, watched it, played it. Um, and I just, I just got into it really. My older brother played um, when I was at school. Uh, and I just, I just got into it through him more. Um, then, because we used to live down south of, a very long time ago when we moved up here, my first union team that I went to was Broads, Old Broadlands. Um, went there for a bit and then obviously became open age and went to Halifax. Um, before then, I'd moved from, I went to Brighouse for league, kind of died between Brighouse and then in winter league played at Sedge. Um, then went to Bradford um, and kind of darted around Yorkshire for Union and League as well. So started off as a dancer pretty much and ended up playing rugby and, yeah, just fell in love with it from a young age and carried it on. So started dancing. <laughs> now at the age of 21, back playing rugby league, you've been in, you was at Bradford in Women's Super League, you went away to play... Union, you're now back, Halifax. Not only is she back at Halifax, she's been made captain. So how was like how was that when they, they said to you, we want you to be our captain? For me, really, I I, I said to the coach, I said to Ash, it, it were a big shock. I, Cara came up to me, one of the players afterwards, and she was like, mate, I saw you balling up then. I, I sat there, <laughs> tried to, you know, stretch off and stuff, and I actually started balling up a little bit because I got, felt a bit overwhelmed with pride, really. I felt really proud of the girls, felt, you know, proud of myself, obviously, and that I'd been able to give the coaches a good enough impact that they thought they'd put me at, at captain. Um, but, yeah, it was a shock, and 
felt pretty emotional. <laughs> when did you start taking your rugby seriously? So for me, it was... I think I'd just gone to like open age for union. Um, obviously, I'd been, been playing league a little bit. Well, been playing league. Was at Brighouse and I was interested in going to Bradford. And we had... Brighouse played Bradford. We had a game against them. And um, me and my friend Izzy, we, we were playing. And it was Beth Sutcliffe that came up to us and was talking to us. And she said, look, you know, we've got trials and stuff. You know, get yourself down, both of you, if you can. And obviously we then then started taking it more seriously then because I realised that I was getting recognised a little bit. Went and obviously trialled for Bradford and, and got in and kind of saw for myself firsthand the game starting to make moves into lifting off and it, it got me really hooked into wanting to pursue it as much as possible and yeah, t- started taking it a lot more seriously than what I was. So how did your trials at Bradford go then? Um, I can't really fully remember, but um, it, it they were good. It, it was a big, big, it was a big step up from where I'd been playing. Obviously, before at Brighouse, the standard at Brighouse was good. The the setup there was really good. Coaching staff was really good. Um, obviously, then going to the trials at Bradford, you could kind of well, you could obviously see the difference because of the change in leagues and stuff like that, and. I originally child as I think I child as a winger. <laughs> I child as a winger, um, and I remember speaking to one of the coaches and like, no, we'd, we'd probably look to put you at, at centre. And I think for the first kind of half of the season, it was more centre that was my position. And then they started dabbling more into moving me into second row and stuff. And, and the trials, like I said, I child as a winger, but. The whole step as a whole, it, it was really good. It was organised. You could see the coaches, you know, were constantly on the look. The, the experienced players as well had to trial as well. So um, it was really nice to get feedback off people. Like Amy Hardcastle was trialling as well, although she'd obviously played there before. But it was nice to have, like, her, you know, running around letting you know, you know, you're doing this good, you're doing this good, do this better and, and stuff like that. It was nice to have that experience around you, that the, the trials were really good, good setup. So, you go in, you start doing your season with Bradford. How, how was it for you? Because you're in, Bradford is still transitioning, they had such, you can't replace the class players they had. It's going to take yeah. a few years, so you go into that process as, you're going into, they've had this player, they've had that player, you face your team mm. leaves at the beginning of the season. Mm. How was it for you? Because like, some of the older players must have been feeling so much pressure to be able to do what they was doing when they were full of internationals, where you was mm. very, very young at the time going into that. Yeah. So how was that season for you? Um, For me personally, like, I was, st- I was, I was lucky enough to still, you know, I was lucky enough to be there when... Like I said, the likes of Amy was there and, and Shauna Hoyle and I was lucky to train with them and, and see their experience and learn a lot from them. Um, 
me personally, I would have loved to have got a little bit more game time than what I, I, I was getting, but at the same time, I totally appreciated that the standard of the player was higher than what I was used to, what I, you know, what I'd experienced. And, you know, like I've said to you before, I, I totally appreciate it that coaches never make any decisions personally, it's for the team. Um, but the standard was so so high and I, I loved every minute of it. I loved, you know, going to games. I remember we had a game against St Helens and I was, um, I was well, I was one of the like last kind of subs and stuff. And just running the water on just running the water on it and that for me it was just a great atmosphere the team in general they, they were so well bonded because of the previous seasons they'd played before and stuff they were just so well bonded it was a really good experience for me and I, I learned so much of my time at Bradford that it's helped me a lot now so yeah so we're moving on from Bradford now I first met you at the Winter League Yorkshire versus Lancashire match. Talking off air, and be really honest with this, really good performance. Seeing you play three times that season, thinking you're a good player. I go to you, you're looking forward to next season. And the smile on your face wasn't there. Due to, I'm going to cover this, due to personal reasons, travel and things like that were a bit too much. You then go on to play rugby union in Halifax. So how was that for you? Yeah, I mean, like I said, unfortunately, life sometimes gets in the way, and you do have your own personal issues to to deal with. I think as well before that, before that game against Lancashire, I'd actually torn the ligament to my ankle, so I was playing that game carrying an injury that I hadn't fully recovered anyway so in my mind my next move was right I want to keep playing rugby what's good for me what's good for my ankle I need to you know I need to kind of take a little bit of a step back because although playing at Bradford and then playing that county game and then playing union on top of it as well it was just a lot of pressure at the time um and then resulting in an injury um I just needed a bit of a step back to, you know, get everything sorted. Fall, fall. Although I had so much love for the game at the time, I think my passion had slightly slipped a little bit just because I had so much on. And I just needed to fall back in love with it again, get my ankle better and just focus on union for the time being because that's where a lot of my friends were. I don't, you know, I had a lot of time at my union club anyway. Um but as soon as as soon as my ankle were feeling better, I was ready to get back into league, and it, it, league's always been where my heart is. So I wanted to get back playing as soon as possible. So speaking to, like I say, some of the best conversations that happen on this podcast are the ones you don't get to hear. So I mm. said to Libby, I, I post it on Facebook and I post it on Twitter. For Halifax, you are a fantastic signing. <laughs> You're a Super League level player. You've obviously got on, you've made that big an impression in the short time you've been there, but they made you captain at 21. So, how was it you you had to go for trials again? So you've stopped playing league, you've done a season of union, 
you're back. You've trialled. How did the trials go for you? Oh, they were great. They, they, they were really good. Um, I think the, the setup were, were spot on. The coaches, again, spot on. The, everything was just so well organised. Like, so, for example, we had a S&C coach come in and, and lead quite a few um, sections of the trial. Um and just just breaking things down and and there were so many like drills where I'm sure the coaches could see your individual skills and then saw how you work with team like with the teams that you put in um it was so good as well just to see so many young players come in and and, and wanting to have a crack and see how see how everything was set up and it was really good I really enjoyed my experience on the on the trial day um obviously I knew a lot of the players anyway that were there were at Halifax before, or quite a few players that were trialing. Um, so for me, it was quite it's quite nice to see those friendly faces and get to know the coaches a bit more. But yeah, it was really good. So, as as we're recording this, we on Monday the twenty sixth. You made your debut yesterday. Yeah. How was that? Um. Well, I'll be honest. I absolutely loved every second of it. I. I was really nervous at first because, like I said, when originally I went to Bradford, I went as a winger, then got put as centre, then got put as second row, and since then all I've played is second row, and I've got so into that position that that's all, kind of the only thing I'd think about was that position, and then as soon as I'd signed to Halifax, Ash, the coach, said to me, look, I want you at 13. Want you at loose forward, and I thought, oh, I'm a bit nervous about this because I, I, I hadn't really had the chance to to take notice of that position too much. Um, and yeah, first time playing it out yesterday, and I feel that that is for me personally. I feel like I benefit the most out out in that position, playing that position. But in general, the the game as a whole enjoyed every second. We as a team, we have so many new players, young players and stuff like that. Um, there's a lot to take away from yesterday and I think it was really good that the girls didn't drop their heads, they didn't get too in their own heads about stuff um, because they know it's all a learning curve. You know, the, the score may not have been what we wanted but you could see everyone was positive. Like There wasn't, there wasn't a minute that people weren't wanting to you know that there was always someone offering himself up for for a run or a drive or just anything. Like it was so nice to see the enthusiasm as well, even when the score was getting, you know, when when the score was getting high on 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 the opposite type, opposite team side. Everyone was just so enthusiastic, and it just made me think there's so much to take away from this, and it's going to be so good to reflect back to this game, and you know. A little, you know, in, in a few months' time, and just see how much we've grown. Because I can just see, see us really getting there as a team. That's it. You've got a lot of new players, and you've got other players you've like not played for a long time. Can say the same for Lee, but they're a very, very tough side. Yeah, definitely. That's the sort of team. But you go, okay, we played against them. We know what their strengths are now. We're a different lineup. We're going to get mm. better, and we know how to beat you now. We know what you want to do yeah. to us. So, I'm going to say thank you for coming on. 
and we're going to hear from you again soon because I've got a lot of time for you, Libby. I think you're a class player, so we're definitely going to get you on again. So thank you and goodbye. I'm now joined by Francesca Copley, player at Featherstone Rovers, player on the wing, sponsored by Stone and Copley. So how did you first get involved with sports? Well, I started in dance and, and that all came around because my family's Irish and my gran had taken me to Galway and we went to see this um, dance show from a local dance school that was there and I just fell in love with it. And, and when we came back, my nan had bought me a CD and my mum used to play it in the front room and I used to run around, jumping around on the sofas, acting like I was Michael Flatley, basically. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. And then my mum basically just said to my nan, look, you're going to have to take her to class because... Um, I can't have a destroy in my living room. So my nan took me. Uh, I ended up dancing in uh, a school called Cassidy. Um, I, I danced there until I was about 14. And then my nan actually moved me to a dance school in Birmingham. So I was driving five times a week down to Birmingham at the age of 14. Um, when I went there, they, I was lucky enough to be part of a dance team. And then just competing at, um, as a team, we won the Worlds three times. Um, and... So that's that. And then, obviously, through school, I was always one of those sporty kids. I'm a middle child. I've got an older brother, a younger brother. We all liked playing out on the streets. We were never inside. So any sports that I could play, I'd be there and I'd be playing it. After school clubs, I'd be there. Anything to do with running as well. I absolutely loved running. Um, obviously, not not so much long distance when you get to secondary school because you, you don't want to be out of breath and sweating. And, and, but more so sprinting. I actually used to run as well. So I used to go up to Dorothy Iman local athletics club running track um loved that but when dancing became a little bit more serious that kind of is where it all started so three times world champion irish dance that's that's a pretty impressive accolade <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was 14 the first time and that was in glasgow and then the second one was when i was 16 and then that was in I was in Belfast, and then when I was 19, I went to uh, Boston in America, and we won We won there again, so I've had loads of experiences through sport, it's, it's been amazing to be honest. So your next one's a bit of a strange transition, from world champion, world class Irish dancer, to rugby union. when I was 21 um, I had a reoccurring hip injury that kept coming back um, lots of physio and it, and I just weren't enjoying it to be honest anymore I, I think I'd kind of come to the end of that road it was time to just hang, hang your shoes up so I stopped I came home finished, finished my degree down in Birmingham came home I had a full year doing a PGCE up at Leeds Beckett um, in Headingley where I did nothing did no sports just went to the gym I had all this time that, to be honest, I didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't know what you were supposed to do because I'd, I'd obviously done all this training five times a week to go into an hour spin class or go into gym for an hour and coming home to, well, obviously your training's hard for your teaching, but then just not really knowing where I fit anymore. And my friend from who plays at Barnsley, um, she actually said to me, just come up for fitness, Fran, just see if you like it. You, you used to be able to run, so let's see, see how you get on. So I went up, I did one 
training session, the coach asked me if I could play on that Sunday, if I, if I fancied it. Um, I said, yeah. Went, they put me on for the last 10 minutes and I actually scored. <laughs> and then after then, I just, I remember scoring that first try. I'd actually got tackled just shy of the try line and they all knew I'd never played rugby before. But I just reached my arm out and put the ball down. And they just went mental, like all ran over, jumped on me, and they're like, "You've never played rugby before, of course you haven't." And like, it was really good. And then I think I fell in love with that team community, that that unity that Barnsley have got. It's it's such a tight knit group of people that I just fell in love instantly with it. I love the buzz of it. I love the girls, and and that's where that kind of started. So, still doing a bit of union as well, but then. Your transition, your first rugby league team, Wakefield. Yeah, so went to Wakefield at the end of the Barnsley season in 2019. Yeah, 2019. I just had an injury at the end of the Barnsley season. I had um, a grade one, two tear in my MCL. So I, a couple of weeks out and I thought, in order to build strength up and get fitter for the Barnsley season, preparation why not give league a try? Wakefield was the closest team. I knew a couple of the girls there already. So I knew Anita that had played at Barnsley. She she just busted a knee, but was at Wakefield, kind of still involved. So she she kind of pulled me to go there and I, and I went. And, and again, straight away, I just loved it. I loved the game. I loved how fast-paced it was. I loved how physical it was. I kind of seemed to just slot straight into it. Um, that was going really well. And then... Unfortunately, one of the Barnsley girls that came with me actually injured me <laughs> at training and I ended up tearing my, my AC in my shoulder. So I was, and then I was out again for 12 weeks. So I didn't actually play a game for Wakefield in 2019 until they played York the second time round. And so I played one game, but unfortunately lost, but I did play one game for them. And then pre-season came, Barnsley. Great game against Kenilworth. Scored two tries, assisted two tries, but then I broke my finger. <laughs> so I ended up having an operation, having my finger all wired back together. Last minute of the game that happened, so it was, I was devastated, to be honest. But, again, out for another 12 weeks. Came back, pre-season was going really well with Wakefield. Franny was the coach at the time, it was all building, then COVID struck. So again, out. So I didn't really get to play, I only actually played... One Super League game and two friendlies for Wakefield. So, we're now in 2021. Things have changed. Covid's coming to an end. You have a new club. How did that come about? Yeah, so, um, made the move to Featherstone Rovers. No disrespect to Wakefield. You know, I love the girls. I built some fantastic friendships up whilst I was at the club, but... For me, ultimately, it was about my performance and seeing how far I could push myself. You know, you've got um, England's most capped player, Captain Fed, somebody that I felt I could go and learn from. I've actually played against her in Union. She's a really hard opponent. She probably doesn't even remember playing against me, but I remember her because that's how good she was. And, you know, not just that, also the setup that they've got. Um, I felt that they could give me what I needed to progress and alter the context of my performance. You know, you learn more and you develop more playing in a more challenging environment. And I feel like that's something that Featherstone has, has given me. 
you know, I'm having to fight for my shirt every week for selection for squad. So I'm having to keep pushing and I'm more accountable for my performance than I've ever been before. And that's what's driving me at the minute. That's something, a reason why I left. Well, that's it. At the moment, a lot of teams now, you can't even have an off day at training because someone will take your shirt. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's pretty much like that. There's, there's, I think, five or six of us that are wanting a starting wing shirt at Featherstone. And, you know, it's great competition. That's what you want. You want to be fighting for your shirt. You want to put the work in because it makes you a better player. And like, and like I said before, more accountable for yourself and for your team. Yeah, so, as I was saying off air, very rare one. You was on the podcast after your debut. Quick little <laughs> thing. First match I've been able to go to due to childcare. Can't get to all of them this season, unfortunately. I apologise again because I still feel bad about not being able to be all of them and tell, say what's happened. But make your debut against Castleford for Fev. Castleford, obviously, 2019. Lost in the grand final, but probably the most outstanding team that season in the league, putting the big performances, getting eyes on the prize. How was your debut? Do you know what? I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, the experience. I only played the last 20 minutes. But from the moment I went on, I didn't feel out of place. I loved working with Jess as my centre. I thought that worked really well. It's not something we've done lots in training, to be honest. That was probably the most time I've actually spent with Jess as my centre. And it just seemed to work. It seemed to gel. We communicate really well. Um, I managed to do quite a, quite a few bits on the ball as well, which from the sidelines watching that wasn't that wasn't happening throughout the game. And uh, when I went on, I just threw myself into it, and yeah, like I said, I just enjoyed it. I just thought, do you know what? I'm just going to go for it, and, and that's what I did. So by the time this comes out, it's after your match against Leeds, so you hopefully be playing again. Hopefully, put another good performance in. So we're going to try to catch up with you in a few weeks. I just want to say thank you for coming on. Is there anyone you want to give a shout-out to before you go? Yeah, I'll just shout-out to all the Fed girls, really, for welcoming me and, and making me feel part of the family down there and, and really pushing me and driving me to keep working and performing. So, yeah, and especially tonight, stepping up as head coach and Les and everyone, really, and Annalise, S&C coach, she's brilliant. She, she, she didn't get enough. I clearly don't think she, she's absolutely outstanding and I'm so glad that I've got her on my team to work with. 